When I was a teenager I was a camp counselor at a summer camp in the rural countryside with no real phone reception except two landlines, cabins had no power, really isolated spot. The year was 2011. For those that don't remember, that was the summer Anders Brevik went to a summer camp and killed nearly 70 campers and counselors after his first attack. So, in short, we were all on edge by a lot. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Telling scary stories that summer was fully nixed. One of the night jobs as a counselor was to go and check cabins and the bathrooms to make sure all the kids were accounted for, sleeping and such. On this particular night, the power had blown. Something cut it and we're in the middle of the woods so it's basically pitch black, save for the flashlights. The bathrooms were the worst to check. You'd have to pull back all of the shower curtains to make sure none of the kids had done the unthinkably grim and hung themselves, it happened once in the past apparently, and thus we have to check. So anyway, I'm off doing my round and I hear the sounds of things moving in the woods, which generally isn't abnormal for small animals at night, but this was big, like large person movement. Throw the flashlight in that direction and nothing is there. Kept walking. 30 feet later it's back. Still nothing there. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Get to the bathroom and make my way to the shower side. There's a pair of legs in one of the showers, closed curtain, pitch black. So, I'm pretty much terrified at this point, but I'm like... Vilp it's the job. I call out, get no response. So my fear went from a solid 9 tenths to about 47 tenths. Pulled back the curtain and there's a fellow counselor standing there fully sleepwalking staring at me. Turns out he beelined it through the woods from his cabin somehow. So yeah, camp was an experience. My parents own a 300-acre ranch in George West, Texas. My stepdad and mother are going out of town for a week and ask me to look after the animals. I decide to spend the week there in the guest house and make myself comfortable. Now this ranch is in the middle of nowhere and the nearest neighbor is probably like 10 miles down the road. One night I finish feeding the cows and decide to take a walk in the woods behind the cow pen. It was probably like 2300-ish and I'm scanning the woods with a flashlight and just walking. I remember taking my phone out because I had thought I felt it vibrate, phantom vibration. The screen reads 2323, but there is no signal. Okay whatever. Seconds later I hear what sounds like a woman singing a lullaby. I freak the F out and become paralyzed due to shock, I cock my shotgun, Always had it with me in case snakes or coyotes, scan the woods with flashlight in hand. I don't see anything, but the singing is getting louder. I ran out of there like a little girl and went back to the guest house. Never found out what it was. I was camping with my friend around Mam Tour in England. Apparently there is a lot of activity around there because a few people have crashed landed there and passed. And it is very old so there are quite a few legends. Anyway me being me I thought nothing of it. And then as the night went on we were chatting around the fire and in the distance I can clearly make out a guy wearing an orange the shirt walking up to our tent around the side. We were in the corner of this campsite so I just assumed he needed a piss and was making his way to the wall. And then all of a sudden he kind of lurched down as if he was going to start sprinting and he just collapsed and melted into the ground. I looked horrified for a couple of seconds and asked my friends if they saw anything and they said they didn't. This happened a couple months ago, and I reported it to the local sheriff's office and I never heard back. I was with some friends up the local canyon. We were hiking around and eventually set up our hammocks. We smoked some cannabis and we were having a good time until my friend told us she was panicking. Assuming she just got too high we offered her water, food, asked her what we could do. She told us in no uncertain terms she wanted to leave because she didn't feel right and her anxiety wasn't letting up, as someone with anxiety I agreed that we should leave the situation for her benefit. We packed up and hiked back to the car about 20 minutes away. The, sober, driver started the descent down the canyon. We were about 10 miles up the right-hand fork of this canyon with no cell service and narrow roads, going about 30 miles per hour when we turned a curve in the road and ahead saw a truck, headlights facing us, stopped in the road. Next to the driver's window was a guy in his mid-twenties talking to the driver, about 20 feet to the left of the guy was a motorcycle neatly laid out on the side of the road. As we approached the truck with our car we were forced to stop as the guy stood in front of our car and started waving his hands. Immediately me and my friend noticed he had a large bloodstain on the front of his shirt, over his stomach. His entire right arm was wrapped in a bandage, the type you'd wrap around a sprained ankle. But he didn't have any blood splatter on him. His outfit didn't look disheveled, and what, I'm assuming was his bike, looked to be in pristine condition and set down nicely. It's hard to explain how perfect the situation seemed. Like it was a setup. The weirdest part of this all was the feeling everyone in the car had. Our stomachs dropped. 
I had an intense feeling of dread and fear come over me. The guy in the road tried to get us to stop our car and the truck was blocking the other side of the road, and wasn't moving. Usually I'm one to help people but in this case I felt like if we stopped the car and got out we weren't going home that night. I believe my friend had that feeling of anxiety earlier for a reason. I knew we had to leave so I screamed at the driver don't f stop. The guy in the road had a weird ass look in his eyes, not panic but almost excitement. She kept pushing her car forward at about 5 miles per hour for the longest 20 seconds of my life and eventually he realized she wasn't going to stop and he moved. We hauled ass down that canyon. The driver and I felt that we had made the right choice to keep driving and not stop. So did my friend who had anxiety issues earlier. The other two in the car, thought we should have stopped and helped. The five of us all did agree however that everyone had a creepy feeling from the situation and it didn't seem right. We don't believe he crashed or really needed help, we think it was a setup. I found it odd he was walking up the canyon for help, and that he tried to stop a car full of 20-something girls for help when there were other cars coming up and down the canyon at regular intervals. It all seemed sketchy. We got the F out of there and reported it immediately when we had service. Dispatch told us they sent a couple officers up there but we never heard anything about it. We looked in the local news for the next few weeks and saw nothing related to what we saw. It was weird. I live out in Kentucky and have been here my whole life. I saved up some money and bought my first R-style rifle. Ruger AR-556 for anyone who cares. I had wanted one for a while but never had the money to get one, so as soon as I got a chance, I grabbed it. I needed to sight in my gun after I bought. My family owns 20 plus aces of land, so I don't go to gun ranges around here because, first of all, people are dumb and our local one has bullet holes in the ceiling, and second, I prefer shooting on our own land. I had managed to get a Magpul D60 drum magazine at Gander Mountain because they were having a going out of business sale, so I guess really I was going to sight in the gun and test out the magazine's reliability. I barely had the magazine out of the box and had not gotten a chance to shoot it yet, but I looked up a bunch of reviews and could never find one that had the problems mine did that day. This is where things start getting a bit odd. My family has owned this land I shoot on for decades. Nothing weird has ever happened out here, that I know of, and I have taken people to the spot this happened at and nothing has recreated the feelings I had that day. I grabbed my gun, the drum, and 20 rounds of ammo and went outside to cross over to our field. To get to the field, I have to go through a barbed wire fence and about 300 foot of wooded area. The moment I crossed over the barbed wire, something felt off. I have been over there a thousand times before, and like I said, nothing weird had ever happened down there and I have never had any weird experiences there. Something just felt off that day. Like something wanted me to leave. I kept going though because nothing had ever happened out here before, I just thought maybe I was being paranoid or the wind and air pressure were just right to give it eerie feeling. So I walk on deeper into the woods. The further I get, the stronger the feeling is. I feel like I'm being watched like something nearby is just staring into my soul. I keep going. I get halfway and this feeling is borderline unbearable. I stop dead in my tracks and think to myself something is off. Like I've said a thousand times, nothing like this has ever happened before. I know something is going on now. When I grabbed my ammo when I left home, I did not load it into the magazine because I wanted to hurry and get to the field so I could get everything set up. This is where I listened to that gut feeling. I stopped dead in my tracks and loaded the magazine with the 20 rounds I brought. Something told me that something wasn't right and I needed to be ready just in case. Something is watching me and I don't know what it is or where it is. As I am loading my magazine, out of nowhere I smell something dead. It just came out of nowhere. I had been standing there for two minutes with no scent, then all of a sudden, it smells like a month-old rotting carcass is beside me. I look around and directly behind me is a mangled animal, that aside from the smell, looks nearly fresh.
It was so mangled, the only thing that gave me a clue as to what the animal is was the color of what was led of its fur, which was a white slash gray color. It was a rabbit or possum. The smell did not go along with the age of this. Whatever I caught the stench of, that wasn't it. I finished loading the magazine, immediately stuck it in my gun, and held the bolt open that way if I tripped, my gun wouldn't fire accidentally. For some reason, I kept going. I'm nearly out of the woods. I can see the field I'm going to dead ahead. That's when it happened. This entire time, I've been walking alongside a creek. The creek turns to the left as you approach the field I was going to. As I got to the turn in the creek, I heard a large splash in the water. I turned quickly and what I seen I'll never forget. This thing was easily 8 to 9 feet tall and stood on two legs. Aside from the water splash, it was dead silent. It had very long arms and long legs. It was a light brown color, almost the color of a deer, updating this to say I got thinking about it the other day, I think it was much lighter brown than a deer. It still had a brownish look to it, but not that dark. Maybe it actually was gray and the lighting made it look a light shade of brown, but it looked like skin, not fur. Perhaps the freakiest thing about it was its size. It looked severely malnourished. Very skinny and tight skin across its body. Imagine taking a fully grown man that only weighs 120 pounds and stretching him out to be 9 feet tall, but he stays the same width and doesn't get skinnier as you stretch him out. It had somewhat of an odd walk too but this could have been caused by the mud near the creek bed. It never faced me so I did not get a chance to see its front. It just kept walking and never turned around. This scared the absolute shit out of me. I was 99% sure I knew what this thing was. I tried to close the bolt on my gun to chamber around just in case this thing turned around to fight. I had no intention of shooting this thing unless it gave a sign it was going to attack. If it was what I hunk it was, the gun wouldn't have done anything but piss it off anyway. When I tried to chamber a round, the magazine would not let go of the round. The force of the bolt closing would break your finger if you were to close it on your finger. I had been loading and unloading the magazine the day before to help loosen the spring to make it easier to load in the future, I could take the rounds out with my hand, but when I come across this thing, somehow, it decides it wants to keep the bullet. By now, the thing is gone and I'm basically sitting there with my dick in my hand. That magazine never worked right again. I kept it a few more days but had to send it back because it was tearing up my ammo. It would hold onto bullets so tight, the bolt tried to close and just scratched a gouge so deep in the casing, powder was almost leaking out. After it walked off, I realized if I had shot, I would have deafened myself. It caught me so off guard I almost fired a 5.56 round in a heavily wooded area without ear protection. I had brought some with me but didn't have it on. Now to answer some questions. What was it? To be honest, I have no clue what it actually was. Me and a friend who knows more about this stuff than I do did some looking around and have narrowed it down. Skinwalker, goat man, or, what I'm afraid it is, a Wendigo. If you want a very good idea of what it looked like, look up the Wendigo from the game until dawn. Aside from the color, it is exactly what I saw. And before anyone thinks I am just describing the one from the game, I didn't even know about the game until after I had my encounter. When I seen the gameplay, it actually made me very uncomfortable because of how much it resembles what I saw. Everything I seen matched a Wendigo perfectly, stench of death, mangling animals to scare slash intimidate humans, long arms, malnourished, tight skin, most are gray but I have heard about brown ones, except one thing, its behavior. They are supposed to be hyper-aggressive and basically kill anything they see or drag it off and eat it alive. So why didn't it get me? It had ample opportunity to but never did. Why did it walk off and turn its back toward me? I have not told my family, Mainly because I do not think they will believe me and they will think I'm crazy. I think my dad could have possibly seen it or something else at one point too. Before I seen it, out of nowhere he started burning sage around the house saying that he liked the smell, 
Even thought he has never said he liked it before and has never burned it here before. Now for some info about the land. In case anyone didn't know, the Wendigo is a Native American legend. They are a human who resorted to cannibalism and a Wendigo spirit took them over after they ate and turned them into this monster. I live in Kentucky. There were and still are Native Americans here. I find tons of flint every year on my family's land, the same land I seen it on, and an occasional arrowhead. They were definitely on my family's land. My mom has a lot of Native American blood in her, so that means I have some too. And now for the most important part of this story me and a friend who I have told this story just realized two weeks ago. There is a trail of tears site less than five miles away, just checked, it's actually just over two miles away, from my doorstep. It is entirely possible this thing could have came from that. If anyone has any questions, feel free to ask. I'll answer best I can. Also, if anyone has any info that could help me determine what it was for sure or how to tell if it's still around, I'd appreciate it. It's been almost a year and I haven't seen it again. When I was in high school, I'd have my then-girlfriend over to my house almost every day. Every night I'd have to drive her home, and since I was like 16 I had the whole no driving after 9 thing. So, I'd drive her home at like 8.30 and get back on my road at around 9. Whenever I'd turn off onto my road, I'd go up at about half a mile and see this girl, like a teenager, in a blue dress with a light blue ribbon tied around her waistline walking down the road. It was around fall and she was barefoot and grinning ear to ear with mascara stains running down her face from some heavy duty crying. I told my then girlfriend the story, and she didn't really believe me. It happened the next three nights, and each time I just stared at her, my heart beating hard in my chest. I never stopped to see what was the deal, who in their right mind would. The fourth night I waited until 10 to bring my girlfriend home. Then when I turned onto my road, I pulled out my phone to film the rest of the trip. I didn't see anything, and I haven't seen her since. Parents and I moved from a small town to the city and we got a great deal apparently on a house on a hill with a great view. I remember the day we were moving in the previous renters, mom and son, kid was close to my age, we're just finishing moving out, and I'll always remember the look on the mother's face as just being unsettled to say the least. Anyways fast forward a few weeks ahead we had everything set up at this point, and the way the couch was set up in the living room you could see the hallway to my parents' room as well as to the laundry room out of the corner of your eye. I shit you not almost every single time I'd be watching TV or playing games out of the corner of my eye I'd see this shadow going back and forth between the two rooms almost constantly, whizzing back and forth. My dad said the same thing sometime later as he didn't want to freak the shit out of his little kid. That was mainly the extent of it for some time, but it was all the time, I got used to it as best you could and sort of thought it's my buddy, the ghost shadow. I remember talking to it out loud and constantly asking it to not scare me if it could. So that was fine lived with it for the time being, time passed over 6 months to a year, my parents got divorced, dad left to live elsewhere and I stayed there with my mom because it was an unreal deal apparently. My mom used to work at a restaurant and I stayed at home alone until 11pm usually. One night it was around 10pm. And I was watching TV and I just had a weird sense of being watched, deeply, that hair standing on the back of your neck feeling etc. And all of a sudden almost instantaneously as I got that feeling I looked to the window. You know when you can see someone in the reflection of a window? Well it was that, except in the reflection all I saw was a shadow inside the room about 7 or 8 feet behind me. These panes of glass were huge too. So I saw what looked like to me a silhouette of a human. I looked for what seemed like a long time but could have only been a few seconds and then I looked away to comprehend WTF I just saw. I didn't move and didn't take my eyes off the TV until my mom got home because I sure as shit didn't want to see anything else. 
My mom's experience was a bit more startling she didn't tell me until I was older as she didn't want to add to any terrified feelings of myself being home alone. I was at my dad's for the night and she was sitting on the same couch that I was when I saw the shadow. Apparently using her words, her Lady of Shalott picture lifted off the mantle of the fireplace, which was in the living room, stood mid-air for a split second, and fell to the floor glass down. I remember the night because my mom called my dad and we had to go visit mom, late at night and my parents stayed in bed together as I assume my mom was scared shitless. We eventually found out, to our surprise, that the original owner of that house was the then landlord's uncle. He was apparently very disgruntled towards women, and where we would constantly see the shadow whizzing back and forth between laundry room and hallway was the area that he had his workshop before they remodeled that area of the house. We also found out that he was found dead in the house right next to the area where I apparently saw the shadow. On another twisted note when we were moving out of the house the landlord asked my mom in front of me so, did you see him? When I was 11 or 12, I was in my room listening to my parents arguing upstairs. I was so mad, because they were always fighting and at the time I just wished they'd divorce. So I was standing with my back to the wall, facing my bed. Suddenly all my anger turned into this primal terror. Fight or flight kicked in, I had no idea what I was running from but I ran for my bed. Or at least I tried to. I only made it a couple steps before I saw a wisp of black shadow out of the corner of my eye, and felt something grab a fistful of my hair. Since I was running, it caused my head to be yanked backwards so I was looking at the ceiling. I recovered pretty quickly and made another dash for my bed, where I stayed until I built up the courage to leave my room. A lot of paranormal things happened in that house, but that was the scariest for me. I also worked at a chemical plant a couple years ago as a cleaner. People died out there sometimes, one guy actually within a month of me starting there. There were rumors of certain buildings being haunted. On my third day, first day working alone, I was cleaning the basement of my assigned building. It was very quiet down there. People rarely came down, but you would always hear if someone was there because everything echoed loudly. On this day I was down there alone. I dragged some of my supplies from the janitor's closet over to the women's washroom. Turned on the bathroom light, put up my sign and went for more supplies. When I got back to the washroom, the light had been switched off. I thought I must have bumped it on my way out, so I switched it back on and made sure to keep my distance the next time I walked out. Came back to find the light again switched off. The basement already had this creepy feeling, so I was a little spooked. I thought someone must have been trying to prank the new girl, but it was weird that I didn't hear anyone walking around. I mentioned it to a couple co-workers later and they immediately told me my building must be one of the haunted ones. I'm a pretty big believer of the paranormal, but I always try to find a logical explanation before jumping to that. But since I've had so many things happen I can't explain, I decided to download a ghost box app on my phone. I decided to try it out at work a few weeks later. I waited until I was cleaning the women's washroom in the basement before opening the app. Put in my headphones and started asking generic questions like is anyone here? I kept hearing the same thing come through over and over, it sounded like Ellen or Helen. I kept cleaning, just listening to the ghost box and not talking. I moved on to the shower. As I was standing in front of it about to step in and clean it. Helen is in the shower came through clear as day and louder than anything had before that. Noped out of there so fast and it was almost a month before I could bring myself to clean that washroom again. When I was a child I had a small wooden rocking chair in my room. I don't remember ever actually using the thing, but my parents decided it was a good enough decoration to have when we moved to our new house when I was a child. I remember feeling strange in this new house at night, the hot-slash-cold-cheek feelings they tell you about with paranormal stuff, ghosts, etc. The feeling of being watched was pretty present, too. Well, 
A few years after moving into this house, I had been sitting up on my bed reading, when out of nowhere, music started playing. I looked over to see this little wooden rocking chair rocking, apparently it had a music box in the back of it I never knew about. I ran out of the room to my parents screaming, who laughed at me and told me you must have hit it playing around. Except I know I was on the bed the whole time. And the thing started moving by itself. I don't believe in the paranormal, but that one experience is enough for me to at least give ghosts a second thought. But my scientific mind can't explain an encounter I had with a Reiki master that was supposed to help me with my back. I have a heavy chest, and so my mom recommended I see a friend of hers that used energy to heal muscles. The expense being paid by my mom, I went, cause I mean I'll at least get a massage out of it. Now, the lady was incredibly attentive and friendly, sitting me down and asking me questions about what hurt and where, and I don't know what happened, but I all of the sudden got so sick. I ran out her office and into the bathroom and threw up air repeatedly for like 20 seconds and then all the shit that hurt kind of just dissipated. I felt so good after I quite literally threw up nothing, and when I returned the lady just smiled at me and started the massage. I left that place feeling a new woman, without a pain in my back. I cannot explain what the hell happened. I don't believe in spirits or God or anything. But that encounter has made me open for debate and questioning. I will never forget her, and quite frankly if given the chance I'd love to understand what she did to me that day. That kind of power frightens and excited me at the same time. I was 8 years old on Christmas Eve and lived on the third floor of a large house that was converted into apartments. I had trouble falling asleep. I saw a boy floating outside my window wearing one of those old beanie hats with the propeller on top. I threw the covers over my head and eventually fell asleep. The next morning my parents told me that they saw a figure of a small boy sitting at the end of their bed and asked if it was me, which it was not. A few years later, we had some plumbing work done and they had to tear up the floorboards. An old book was found that had pictures of the property from about 60 years prior. There was a picture of the boy I saw in there and it turns out that he was shot during a hunting accident on the property and died. Still freaks me out to this day. Cut a long story short I was having a lot of problems with a woman I was working with and her bullying was really getting to me. I told a friend about it and she suggested I visit a botanica. I'm Catholic, so I've always been open-minded to things like Santeria and Kimbanda, I figured there was little to lose. If nothing else it would make me feel better. The guy at the botanica sold me a special candle, oil and herbs. He prescribed me a 9-day ritual which involved bathing in herbs whilst saying certain Catholic prayers burning the candle at certain times of day whilst reading psalms from the Bible and dabbing the oil on a photo of the woman I'd printed off of Facebook. The idea was to cut her out of my life. There were other specifications, but I won't go into it here. About a week after completing the nine-day ritual the woman left my place of work, she just didn't show up one day and never came back. In the following days I heard several rumors about her having non-specific problems, the implication being some sort of mental health problem or family tragedy. I never saw her ever again. Still gives me chills when I think about it. On Halloween I took a pendulum to an old battlefield with my friends to try to communicate with spirits or whatever. All in good fun. After that night, crazy shit started happening to me at my apartment. The first sign was my keys continuously went missing. I'd unlock the door, set my keys down, go about my business, and then they would just be gone. Even when I was alone in the house. I enlisted my friends once to search the entire house. We looked under my mattress, moved all the furniture, dug around in the couches. I had about four sets of keys go missing. Then my door started slamming. 
I'm a skeptical person, so I tested everything. I checked the hinges, opened and shut the front door to see if the airflow triggered it. Nothing. My bedroom door would just slam shut on me every so often. I left for a week on vacation. When I came back, my picture of Jesus I kept on my dresser was on the floor, face down. There were stabs all over his face, like someone just poked holes all through it. I took a storytelling class. Our assignment was to tell a ghost story. So as I was practicing in the dining room, alone, a full water bottle that was sitting on the island flung itself off the table violently. I had a friend move in with me, and after that, all the weird stuff stopped. Epilogue It was my final day at my apartment. I had all my friends over as a final farewell to the first year of college. One of my friends was like what's this? There's something in your couch? And he pulled out a set of my keys. Everyone immediately started feeling around the couch and every set of missing keys was in my couch. It's like my poltergeist was saying goodbye as well. I'm not religious by any means. And I don't really believe in paranormal things either. I feel there's usually some sort of scientific explanation behind it. But when this happened to me, I don't know what to explain. Our home had wood flooring and when I was around 10 or 11, my parents decided to refinish the floors. They hired someone to sand it down, clean it up, shine, etc. It looked pretty great once it was done. My mom was so happy about the floors that she forced us to not walk with shoes or anything that can scuff or damage the finish. I was so careful to always wear socks or be barefoot. Didn't want to get grounded. So one night I was in my bed and had this nightmare where some black demon with red eyes was standing right next to my bed and was reaching out to touch me. When he did, it combusted into flames and burned the bed with me in it. It felt like I was truly burning up, I woke up screaming and all sweaty and my mom ran into the room to see what happened. I didn't even get to tell her about the nightmare before she saw what looked exactly like two black triangles etched into the floor by my bed where that demon was standing in the dream. To me it looked like devil horns. To her, she didn't give a F. She was livid and convinced that I did something earlier in the day to ruin the floor. Needless to say, that demon got me grounded for a long time. Bitch. My friends were all hanging out at my rich friend's parents' old mansion that was super extremely haunted. He had lots of enthusiastic golden retrievers that balanced out the palpable ghost-ridden environment, other than that it was just five of us guys. Once in a while something small happened that we dismissed. Something moving, weird creepy whispering, dark areas of the house being creepy. All the furniture was from the early 20th century. But one time we were all sitting outside on his patio and hanging out chatting, my friends were smoking some cigarettes, some hitting a roar. In the middle of conversation there was this loud ethereal operatic singing coming from slightly above us. Came out of nowhere. It was extremely bizarre and we all stopped looked at each other, freaked out and ran. We all sat down at the huge dinner table inside the house and tried to rationalize it but couldn't. To this day that is the only not explainable paranormal thing that has happened to me. When I was 13, my best friend's aunt died under some suspicious circumstances. Police report said she overdosed, but she'd been clean for 10 years and no drugs or residue were found in her system or house. Fast forward 3 years, we're hanging out at his house and talking about ghosts and shit. We get the bright idea to ride out to his aunt's old house which has been abandoned since her death, and see if anything creepy happens. We make the drive out there, and stop in to speak to her neighbor and let her know we're there so she doesn't call the cops ride back to the house, and when we get up on the front porch, I instantly feel this frigid air blow over me. Like, nipples hard enough to cut diamonds. But this is North Carolina in mid-July, it's still 90 degrees outside at 10 p.m. make our way inside, 
and we both have flashlights and a video camera. Brian starts calling out to his aunt, asking her to tell us if she's still here. This massive bang sounds out from down the hallway, then silence. We don't investigate. We sit down at the kitchen table, and set my flashlight on the table. Brian asks again, Aunt Linda, are you still here? And my flashlight cuts off. I cut it back on and it immediately cuts off again. For the second time, we hear that supermassive bang from down the hallway and we nope right out of there. Felt like someone was watching us in the car the whole way home. Anyone that smokes marijuana every day will tell you that it's rare to remember your dreams, sometimes you'll remember glimpses of them, but most of the time it's usually a black screen when you try to remember. My mother passed away 9 years ago, and at the time that she passed away I had been smoking weed every day all day for a couple years. I didn't dream much after she died my dad and little brother and I moved to a smaller apartment. First night I slept there I had a dream in that new apartment, there was a knock at the door and I opened it to find my mom smiling and at peace, I lead her through our new apartment, giving her a tour, she was nodding and smiling along the way, and the last I remember when I finished the tour was her smiling and saying she was happy for us, and this was a good place for us, and I woke up. My uncle died due to a heroin overdose two years ago. And he was always super playful. Like a prankster I guess and would mess with people. Like when I'm taking warm shower he would pour ice cold water onto me. Every so often when I'm taking a warm shower and no one else is around the water would turn freezing cold for a split second and come back. And there's nothing wrong with the water heater since it only happens to me and no one else. I did take a lot of his stuff and put it into my room, like his posters, street signs etc and every so often they would just fall off their hooks and fall onto the ground. And I have our street hanging right above my head where he has his and it landed right next to me one night and it scared me. There are multiple other times like those but this one time really scared me. When my dad wanted me to help him with making an outlet in the basement he needed some tools from the garage and I went over to grab them. Trying to look through the mess that it is the lights start to flicker. After a while I got the idea to say F off Phil I'm helping dad and they would stop for a minute. And then they would come back and I would say the same thing. Before long I would say louder Phil please stop, you're scaring me I don't like this and it stopped and didn't happen again. My husband's house has always been super. Creepy. When I moved in at 17. I didn't believe shit was as crazy as his family let on. Boy. So, his bedroom door lines up directly with the living room. If you were to sit in the middle of the living room with a flashlight, you could shine it right into his room where he would be sleeping. Well, I was the one in his room, in his bed, asleep. And he was on the couch, passed out. I wake up, eyes closed still, to the sound of someone hitting the armrest of the couch. It was a hollow but sort of cloth sound that I could only mimic by hitting the couch. Then it looks like someone is turning a flashlight on and off in front of my face. Still half asleep, eyes closed because I didn't want a flashlight in my face, I, annoyed, yelled out to my husband babe, what are you doing? No response, my eyes shoot open. No flashlight, couch sound keeps happening but I can clearly see my husband is asleep. I drew my feet up to my chest and look around the dark room. Babe, I yelled. And he shot up, looking to the kitchen where I hear one final, loud bang and my husband jumps up. He starts asking me what was going on, how long I had been awake, WTF is in the house. He told me he thought I was messing with him until he heard me yell. When he finally got up. He looked into kitchen and all of the cabinets were at various stages of being opened and they all slammed shut at once, along with a loud bang against our back door. I never believed in that shit before but you bet your ass after all of that that I saged the shit out of the house and salted all of the doors and windows. F all of that.
So I'm really good friends with my ex's cousin, and he used to house watch for his family who lived out of state. Well, their spare house that he watched had an indoor pool, so of course we had to drink there all the time. My ex's mom had some serious alcohol issues and died of intoxication on that property about 15 years prior to this. A lot of people we brought over there claimed to see the ghost of Debbie, but I hadn't seen her yet. Well, until the day I broke up with her daughter, that night Debbie slammed a door right in front of my face. I instantly knew it was her, though I wasn't scared at all. I knew she should be mad at me. I left her daughter to hang. About a week later, I was going to meet my friend over there to chill, but he told me to just let myself in because he was a bit behind. So I ended up pouring myself a drink and sat down at the grand piano. For whatever reason, I felt the need to tell Debbie my side of the story, let her know that I really did love her daughter, and it really was both of our faults why we had to go our separate ways. After feeling like a fool for talking to thin air, I poured another drink and started playing the piano. Until all of a sudden I felt a really cold hand on my back, but no one was there. I felt really comforted by this though, as if she put her hand on me to let me know she understood my position. That house is sold now, no longer in that family, but I live a few miles away. I still drive by every once in a while and wonder if the new owners have seen Debbie as well. I kind of want to stop by and ask, though I also don't want to creep out the new owners. So I just let it go. I'm a paranormal investigator so I live for the creepy and paranormal. I seek it out. I've experienced a lot of creepy things. A while back we investigated the Sally House in Atchison, Kansas. This house is notorious for paranormal activity and the owners lease it to investigators. We'd already been there a few hours in the dark with no major incidents and had our equipment set up all over the place. We'd arranged toys on the floor in Sally's room. It's said that Sally will move them if you do that. We just finished a dinner break in the kitchen downstairs and went upstairs to check the equipment. When we got to the top of the stairs, the door to Sally's room was closed. None of us had closed it. Someone knocked on the door and asked is anyone in there? We heard a distinctly male voice say, no, just leave. I need to point out, we were all downstairs together. No one had gone upstairs to close the door. But, any investigator will tell you in old houses doors sometimes close. No men were upstairs. We had two men in our group, both downstairs. I was like 9 or 10 and sitting in my oldest brother's room, which is in the basement, playing Mario Kart Double Dash. Usually I didn't like being in the basement because it gave me bad vibes, but this time my brothers and their friends were out in the living room area playing Halo. My brother poked his head in and told me if that they were going to McDonald's which was like 10 to 15 minutes away. I was like cool I'm about to beat Rainbow Road on 100 they leave. I finish up my game and then I hear this huge crash upstairs. I'm like oh crap one of the dogs just hurt themselves. I run up there and everything is fine but our two dogs were staring down this chair that had been tipped over. I think nothing of it and go back to play some more Mario Kart. I start a race and get like two laps in when all of the sudden the GameCube says the disc can't be read. I open the disc tray to clean it and there is nothing in there. The game had been put back in its case. That room is also the same place I would have super freaky sleep paralysis dreams. My older sister, I think in her mid to late thirties at the time was screwing around with an Ouija board. My family has a history of screwing around with them and weird shit happening, so I've never touched them. I'm a massive skeptic to everything. Maybe it was a coincidence, maybe my sister was full of shit, feel free to say I'm making this shit up because it is very far-fetched, my sister might have been on drugs, doubtful, or maybe got some bad pot, but she wouldn't lie to me about this. So yeah. Story goes I guess that she was playing Ouija with her friends, and the board had spelled out some words that implied the entity on the Ouija board was a person trapped in hell, and that it needed their help getting out. 
It spelled out a first and last name and that this person needed to be stopped. Stop Jim Doe or find him or something. After they wrapped up their messing with the board my sister made a note of what the person said and the name and stored it. As I said our family has had weird coincidences around the board and have learned to write that shit down. Fast forward three or four days later and I get a phone call from my older sister and she's freaking out. She opened with something along the lines of I swear I'm not making this shit up, I know you're the only one in the family who won't think I'm nuts or that I'm lying when I tell you this then went on to tell me the aforementioned story about the Ouija board and someone trapped in hell and needing them to stop this guy. Apparently she was reading the newspaper a few days after messing with the board and there was a small article about a car accident with a family and a drunk driver. Everyone in the incident died, family, a couple kids, husband and wife, and the drunk driver. The drunk driver's name, which as she said damn near made her spit out her coffee, was the name from the Ouija board that she wrote down. Edit. My family writes this stuff down cause my mom had a similar experience where when she was a teenager she asked it if she would ever get married and it told her HG then asked how many kids she'd have and it said RMTA my mom wrote down the questions and answers kept the note in a keepsake box because there was a bunch of other questions she actually got real quantifiable answers for and she wanted to see if they came true. None of them did. But she said a chill ran down her spine when she got to the questions about her getting married and having kids. HG is the initials of my dad, and RMTA is the first names of her four kids, in order of which they were born. I still think it's just a odd coincidence given it's just six different letters that could be associated with any number of things relating to family life, I dunno. I take all of this with a huge grain of salt. I was driving into work one morning on the highway I always do. As I'm trucking along I notice that the car ahead of me has a rear passenger and they seem to be looking at me. Now, mind you I'm doing about 65 miles per hour and while my eyesight isn't bad it also isn't 20-20 but regardless this person seems to be staring me down. Initially I don't pay it a lot of attention since it may just be a kid or someone trying to get a rise out of other morning time motorists. However, the closer I get I notice that the passenger isn't moving. Even closer still I notice what it really is, the owner of the car has replaced his rear headrest with a fully make-up mannequin head. Facing rear. I immediately began to slow and put some distance between him and myself, out of fear he may memorize my license plate. Maybe more odd than paranormal or creepy, but still. I was dating this girl who was kinda into spiritual stuff and had a rough background. One night we had just had sex and we were lying in bed under the covers. Suddenly the candle went out and I felt a cold thing pass over my legs, but under the covers. I was already creeped out, but she then asked did you feel that? And I got hit by a tidal wave of panic. Like I was just drowning in fear, and it felt like it was external to me, like it was filling the room. Eventually I got the nerve to get out of bed and turn on the light, and we went to the living room to watch TV and get less creeped out. The joke is that the first thing on TV was the Teletubbies and we just sat there stunned like it was as scary as what we had just been through. But the creepy punchline is that she later told me she heard a voice in her head asking can I come in and she responded yes right before the candle went out. To this day I define my religion as easily spooked atheist like I do not believe in the paranormal, but I've been super scared in the past. I bought my house in 2008. It's an old Sears and Robux kit house, built in 1923. When I purchased it from the realtor, she said that an old retired city utilities worker had been the only owner of it before I bought it and said that he had maintained it fairly well. She wasn't wrong either. The only thing it needed was a new roof. I kind of wondered why it had sat vacant for a few years. I found out why a few months after buying it. While moving my stuff into the place, I was storing everything I wouldn't need immediately in the basement. It was a finished basement, 
so it wasn't too awful. But I kept hearing noises while I was down there sorting my stuff into things I'll need soon and it can wait piles. It sounded as if someone was pacing from my kitchen to the front door and back. Then, a few weeks later I was down there grabbing some things. I heard a piano above me. Not a grand piano, but a piano you might see in church. Not an organ, but a smallish piano, I could even tell you what song it was, How Great Thou Art. I did some research on the place. Turns out the retired city utilities worker had died in the bathtub. It wasn't anything horrific. I talked to his daughter. She just happened to work as a pharmacy technician at the CVS near my house. She told me that he had a massive heart attack while he was in the tub. She came over for dinner and found him there later that night. I expressed my sincere sympathy for having to deal with such a traumatic experience. The very next Saturday, I was out doing some yard work and this little old dude came up to me. I shut down the weed eater and had a chat with him. He said he used to live here and that he wanted to look at the place one last time before he moved away. He was pretty feeble looking, so I wasn't too intimidated. I invited him inside for a glass of iced tea and to check out what I had done to it since he was last in there. He politely declined, said the outside looked beautiful and he was certain that the inside looked just a good. He expressed his gratitude that someone responsible had purchased the place. He walked away. I started to pull the ripcord on the weed eater and then thought of something else I wanted to say to the man. To my surprise, he was already gone. Weird. I didn't see any cars drive by, and I was positive he couldn't have walked down the block and around the corner in the span of 8 seconds. It just wasn't possible. The noises I heard in the house went away after that. I think that little old dude I talked to was the ghost in my home and he wanted to be sure I was going to take care of the house he bought and built. I still own and live there, and I hope I'm taking care of it as good as he would like. My best friend called me one night telling me his roommate was having a problem. We were all 18 to 19 at the time, in the days when people didn't really have cell phones. Brick Nokia's at best. Some weird stuff had been mentioned to me but it was stuff you could blame on neighbor kids like banging on the outside walls that faced a field. His roommate's house was at the end of the road in a desert town, so closest neighbor was a football field away at least. Thinking someone was messing with them, I rallied the troops and we get there. This guy got the house from his grandfather and inherited an RV, the house, and a couple vehicles. Both of them looked sleepless, but not much happened at first. I was the tallest by far being over six foot and there was a ceiling drop-in right in the living room. I noticed it open a few times and closed it, but by the third time I had everyone try to reach it. There were two drop-ins and without a ladder, no one but me could reach them. About 1 AM we start hearing thuds on the wall facing the field. My friend says this is how it starts. One guy brought a shotgun for some reason, but we head out to state off whoever it was. All of us went, no one stayed in the house. I kept looking back at the house top make sure no one was sneaking up on us but see what looked like someone in a hoodie standing in the middle of a big window in the master bedroom. I pointed it out and we all ran back up catch the person. Only two ways into the house, both in the front. We split the group and went both ways around, no one came out. No door slams. No running. No one inside. Master bedroom is white walls, nothing hanging on the walls and closet closed. Nothing that could be a dark anything to deceive us. Other weird stuff happened but the crazy one is the guy who owned the house went into the bathroom. After he left the living room, the drop-in opened in the living room, we heard his voice in the attic start laughing weirdly and then a pipe wrench comes flying out. Three of us run to the other drop-in which is closed and no ladder. We heard some scuffling so I reached up and scooted the drop-in open about a foot and nearly shit my pants looking at my friend's roommate's face staring at me with a very disturbing smile. I stumble back and he's gone. I went straight to the bathroom and opened the door to find this guy on the toilet taking a shit and it scared him in doing so. No entry into the attic from the bathroom, 
No windows in the bathroom. I can't explain it and I'm not not only one who saw these things. So when I was 18 and in my freshman year of college, I was out in my own for the first time in my life. I learned the hard way that I never developed any kind of internal structure in my life, and that my parents always making sure I did my HW slash went to class was something I relied on. Long story short, I didn't do either of those things and I got straight F's. The writing was on the wall for a while, but it was all still a huge shock to a guy who was all A's and B's and got like a 15,000 scholarship. I'm not sure what happened but I found myself sitting in this big bay window on the fourth floor of my dorm about to throw myself off. I was ready, I had to convince myself that I was never going to be the person everyone had expected of me, that I was worthless and good for nothing. I hadn't exercised for three months, I had isolated myself from all my friends. I leaned forward, and I swear I felt a tugging at my shirt pinning me in place. I knew I wanted to. I had to. I couldn't face my parents as a failure. But something kept me on that ledge until some passerby saw me and had the RA come and talk me down. It probably was self-preservation kicking in, but I swear it felt like every bit of me wanted to be human jelly on the concrete. Whatever it was, I'm glad it was there. I'm doing a lot better now, and I hope whatever it was is still out there stopping people from making the ultimate mistake. When I was a little kid I was alone playing with my toys in the room that my dad, stepmom, brother, and I all shared. I was maybe six to seven, I can't remember exactly. Suddenly there's a tapping on the window and I look up to see a man standing there, so I went to the window and opened. I remember he asked me if I knew how to get to some place that he was walking to, but I didn't and I told him that. He thanked me anyways and I closed the window. Just at that moment my dad comes in and asks who I was talking to. I told him the man at the window needed help, but I didn't know where he was going so I couldn't help him. My dad looks confused, and he tells me it's impossible that a man was right at the window because the bedroom is on the second story. I had something really strange and similar to your phone thing happen last year. When the iPod Touch first came out, I was given one for Christmas. First generation. I stopped using as much when I got a smartphone a couple years later. My ex took it, wiped it, and kept it to play with after I'd forgotten about it. One day I remembered it and wanted to give it to my son to play games, and I found out what my ex had done. He hadn't even touched it after wiping it, and then to top it off he spilled beer on it. It was ruined. So I recycled it in one of those electronic recycling bins at the mall. My son just played games on my phone, whatever. Years go by. 2014 rolls around. We move out of state, stay with my sister a few months and get an apartment. I personally packed everything myself for both moves. I unpacked, and packed again. By myself. I'm neurotic and organized. We had a very limited number of electronics. I had a specific box for them when we were moving. So, July 2017. About one month before leaving the apartment, something shiny catches my eye, sitting in between the TV stand and a bookshelf. I'm like defuke because I had just cleaned everything and mildly rearranged our furniture the day before and there was nothing shiny there when I had finished. I go over and pick it up. It's my iPod. Same damage from the beer, the same crack in the screen, the same initial I'd scratched into the back of it. WTF. I'm going to make this short because I should be studying for my exam in an hour but here goes. My mother died of cancer when I was 9. Fast forward through 9 years of depression and trying to learn how to deal with it avid drug user to try and cope, not healthy I know. Decides to take powdered DMT, closer to ayahuasca than DMT really, a very spiritual drug. Have mild visuals for a couple hours, but nothing crazy. 
decide to go for a walk by myself to this lake my mother and I visited all the time as a kid. Start talking to her randomly because I'm feeling lost and confused in my life. All of a sudden, the wind picks up heavily, but only in a circle around me. I could see trees in the distance not moving at all, lake was still, literally only around me. Wind wasn't cold either, I could actually feel warmth just coating me like a hug. She could hear me and was trying to comfort me. Out of nowhere, a crane appears and flies down by the water. As I look at it, it turns, stares at me for 10 seconds, then vanishes into thin air. To this day, cranes have always resonated with me as my mother's spirit watching over me. People are going to say it was the drugs that made this experience happen, I don't care. At the time and still now I know she was there trying to communicate to me that everything was going to be okay. I will preface this that I am not one of those people who believes people can talk to spirits, and there is a spirit world or any of that stuff. However when I was in college, there was a lot of unexplainable things that happened where I lived. My girlfriend and I at the time rented a house and had some weird shit happen all the time. You would be sitting in the living room then suddenly hear what sounded like someone running and stomping down the stairs, the noise would stop and nobody was there, we would check every time. Same thing with the back hallway, you would hear it creak like footsteps and never anything there. We saw human shaped shadows run across the kitchen, and one time I was in bed, and I felt it sink down. My back was against the side that sank down, and I just assumed she came in and laid down. I turned over a couple minutes later and nobody there. It was some weird stuff, never anything malicious or out of place though, so we never got too worked up about it. 